Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson and Heather Smith. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. We're so happy you're here. (laughs) And that was just a choice. We could be annoyed that you're here or uncomfortable that you're here. Or nervous that you're here. But you know what? Instead, we're really happy you're here and excited to have you with us today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I am so curious what we'll get to talk about today on the topic of no longer out of reach. Mm. I love this topic. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that I love is that when we set a topic, um, unlike a couple of weeks ago where we had no topic, when we set a topic, <laughs> one, of, one of the things that happens is that we start to get more information that actually feeds the topic that we have uh, said that we're going to do, that we're, you know, we're like, hey, all right, we're going to do this no longer out of reach. Do we really know what we mean by that? No, maybe. maybe no. <laughs> morning, I, did, I couldn't even remember what our topic was, but I saw this quote and something told me that this related to our topic and lo and behold it did. And it's a quote by David Bowie. And it says, a discipline doesn't mean that you make sure I'm having breakfast at 8 in the morning and you're out of the house by 8.30. A discipline is that if you've conceived something, then you decide whether or not it's worth following it through. And if it's worth following it through, then you follow it through its logical conclusion and do it to the best of your ability. That's a discipline. Mm. And that is so different than what we've been told it means to create or we've been told it takes to um, be rich or be happy. How many of the things that you've read about either losing weight or getting rich or having a good business or being a good entrepreneur, how many of those things, I'm sorry, Louie is contributing to the conversation. Um, (laughs) So how many of the things that you've read about that are all about if you really want to be rich or you really want to be successful, you know, get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Have, uh, have more discipline, and what they mean by more discipline is have more solid things in your everyday life that you have to follow. Yeah. Add more obligation to your life, and you will be successful. And this is a really different way of looking at that. And I'm going to mute myself. So, Heather, will you say you don't like Yeah. So, um, so what if it isn't such a rigid thing uh, to have to create what it is you're going for like the so many people I mean there's so many examples out there in the world of people creating something wonderful and something that we use even hundreds of years later you know still a base like the light bulb for example it's like you know Edison did so many creative things and just trying it out and he didn't have a set thing that he had to do to accomplish it. So it's like, what if creation is really a fluid, um, changeable, questionable, malleable process that uh, doesn't require any rules, regulations, 
<laughs> you have to do this one thing or you're going to fail. You have to do it this certain way or it's never going to work. Um, and, you know, one of the other things about this that I see over and over is so many people, they do find something that works for them, and then they put it out in the world as the right answer. Like, if you're going to be successful, you definitely have to do this, because I did it, and I was successful. <laughs> so, therefore, yeah. it's going to be true for everybody else. And well, the other is that part actually is, you know, true for you? Some yeah. of that is actually about changing your point of view. So, if yeah. you have not previously had success, either with money or your weight or your body, whatever it is that you're trying to change or create in your life, if you haven't had success previously, one of the things that happens when people change their, their patterns or whatever, let's say you read a book that says, you know, you'll be successful if you wake up at 7.30 every day and you do this routine and you have this breakfast and you, you know, then stop eating at 6 p.m. and like whatever, right? Let's yeah. say you, you start following that. But what actually happens right before you follow that is this other weird thing called choice. You make the choice to have a different reality. So I one time made a chart, and the chart was because I, I looked at myself and I was like, oh, my gosh, my belly's never jiggled like this. What is going on? <laughs> and, um, and in that moment I went, well, wait, the, I, this doesn't work for me. But it wasn't even like my body's ugly or anything like that. It was just like, wait, why would I choose a jiggly belly? This is weird. So then I, so I looked at what, would, what it would take for me to have something different. And what I did was I looked at who I am and I looked at what I could choose, meaning for me, I knew I was not going to exercise an hour a day. That was just not going to happen. Yeah. It's not that I yeah. can't. I just know I won't. So, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do that. Will I exercise for 30 minutes a day? And I was like, nope. And I was like, will I exercise for 15 minutes a day? And I was like, maybe, maybe not. And I was like, can I argue my way out of five minutes? And I was like, no, I cannot <laughs> argue myself out of five minutes. Can I do five minutes no matter what, no matter how busy I am? Yes. So I made this chart, and then I made up these other funny rules. Because the other things I know is about me is that I get bored easily. And yeah. At the same time, even though I get bored easily, I also fall into routines easily and then just as easily fall out of the routine in a bad way, meaning like I start a routine, I fall into the routine, and then I bore myself with the routine, so I stop, not because, you know, not because I don't actually like the movement or whatever. So what I did yeah. was I said, well, knowing those things about myself, I cannot do the same activity two days in a row. Here's six activities that I say I enjoy that I haven't made time for. And I can do any of these any day as long as I don't do them two days in a row. And then the other thing, I only have to do it for five minutes. And then the other yeah. thing <laughs> is that I cannot skip two days in a row. Ah, but I can, yeah. I can skip every other day if I want to but I can't skip two days in a row because the other thing I knew about myself is that if I skip two days in a row, I would just stop just because yeah. I would. So <laughs> now this is me. This is, okay, so, so all of these, it sounds complex, but it was really simple. And then I would give myself these little, like, sticky stickers or a smiley. I would draw these little 
you know, draw these little things that made me happy when I saw them if I did it for the day. So I was rewarding myself too. <laughs> now, I love it. There is no reason that five minutes a day should alter my physio- physiology the way that that altered my body. So mm-hmm. five minutes a day, maybe even skipping every other day during a week, you, there is no book out there that says, yep, that'll get you skinny fast. My body changed so much so quickly. But what the choice was, was to have something different, right? I'm going to have something different. I'm choosing something different. And I'm going to take action that shows me that I'm doing it. It's not even that the action is the thing that creates the result so much as the choice creates the result. Now, what are you going to do to actually contribute to the choice that you've made? And so, you know, that's not – the rules weren't what made the change in my body. The five minutes a day may not have really been the change in my body, but what that five minutes a day, which oftentimes would turn into more, the change that it created in my point of view about me, in my point of view about what I could have, in my point of view about whether I was choosing for me or not, all of that stuff changed drastically. Oh, that is so awesome. That is so well said. <laughs> like, okay, we're done. <laughs> so done. <laughs> well, maybe we can talk, though, about how this relates to things. Like, people can see it with exercise. But what is yeah. that when you're creating something else? What is that when you're creating a business or if you're changing how you've been with money, for instance? Well, yeah, I mean, changing how you are with money is a great, great one to play with because so many people have, <laughs> have points of view about that. So um, I, it's, I cannot overemphasize how powerful our points of view are in what shows up in our life. And I, I think a lot of people underestimate how much their point of view is contributing to what's showing up. And that really can be as easy as being willing to question your own points of view, maybe let go of some of the points of view that you have, and maybe or maybe not taking on other points of view. Uh, sometimes it helps just to have a different point of view, and sometimes it, it can create more to have no point of view at all and really just be in the question of things. So, so how would that look with money? So, um, so from an example from my own life is I used to have the internal dialogue that I don't have money. It was always how I don't have money, I don't have enough money, I don't have money. Uh, just a constant litany, like no matter how much money I had, that was the conversation going on in my head that I don't have money. So, you know, it was always that I had more bills than income and I had, you know, things that I would like to purchase or things I would like to do that I couldn't afford. Um, And it was always about what I don't have and can't do no matter how much money I had or if I was making more money or, or had no bills or anything like that. So uh, I, I got to the point, I'm like, okay, this has to change. I, I really have no clue how to change this. And frankly, it freaks me out a lot, <laughs> this whole topic of money. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> so I don't even know where to begin. 
uh, but I'm going to. So using that choice to create something different, have something different, choose something different, no matter what it takes, um, it can start with that, you know, um, just that willingness to like, okay, this has to change. I really do not desire to live this way anymore. That's a choice. And that choice Wait, can is I a – Can I stop you right yeah. there for a second? Because yeah. I have the question, what is the difference between that and what people may think is that, that one, this has to change, but this has to change from this has to change, I'm going to change it, versus like this has to change and I can't change it. Yes, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? It, Where it's like yeah. this has to change because I'm gonna die, or like whatever that point of view is, is not quite the same thing as going, wow, this has to change. Which is what I get is what you did with money, and what I was doing with my body is the same. Like, wait, why would I choose this? This is gonna, I'm, I'm yeah. having something different. Yeah, so I'm just having something different. Is Basically, there's, what I have noticed the difference is, is there's no conditions on what it takes to change it. Like, you're, it's just, this is changing. And there's, it doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter what it takes. It's just, I'm not living this way. This is changing. And I don't have to know how. Like, I don't have to, like, this is just, I'm going to change this. And universe help me out. <laughs> um, that is different than this has to change or like and then putting conditions on it. This has to change or I'm quitting this job. This has to change or I'm firing this person. This has to change or I'm spending all my savings. Um, this, like those are all, I'm changing this, but it's with a conclusion of how it has to change and that there's already only like one or two, maybe three possibilities for it changing that you already have figured out. Like, oh, wait, so I, yeah, I think I may have the language that matches it. So, because I was struggling, yeah. the words are almost the same. So one of them basically goes, if this doesn't change, I'm going to lose all my money. If this doesn't ah. change, I won't be able to afford to, hire anybody anymore if this doesn't change i'm going to die of diabetes if this doesn't change that's already ah. the conclusion about what your condition will create that is not the same thing as making a new choice which is this is changing yeah cool yeah i, I was like how do we get to the yeah. sense of it, like how different they actually are <laughs> yeah. awesome good one good one so um so that choice is super powerful, that choice of like, wow, I, I really don't know how, what it's going to take or, or, or how it's going to turn out. Like, I don't know that I'll actually succeed at changing my money. You know, I don't know what is going to get created by making this new choice. And I just knew that no matter what it was going to end up being, how it currently is doesn't work for me anymore. So it's like, you know, a lot of people talk about it getting, you know, with um, alcohol or drugs of, you know, getting to the bottom of the barrel or getting, like, it's so bad, you know, you, you want to die or this has got to change, you know. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. <laughs> it's like, like, what if we could do change at, at less dramatic points? <laughs> 
know, and if it takes it getting that dramatic for you, you know, if that's what it takes to get to the place where you're willing to change, then that's what it is for you. And what if none of that is significant or means anything? So, um, I mean, that's like could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, um, but the next thing I wanted to get to is your point of view. And, like, what point of view do you have that is not allowing change? You know, what points of view have you been functioning from that got you where you are? Because, you know, most of us have a point of view that we've either bought from our family or someplace else, and we've had for a really long time. Like, me having the point of view, I don't have enough money and I, I don't have any money, I mean, that, I've been telling myself that for years. And both of my parents had that conversation out loud and in their head all the time for years and years and years. <laughs> you know? So it took a long time for me to create no money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was a lot of effort <laughs> to create not enough money. Um, <laughs> but um, Stephanie, I'm wondering if you have something else to add here with if you want to interject anything about your points of view creating your reality um, or if you'd like me to continue because I can yeah, keep going. Well, yeah. No, well, one of the big things. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I do have something to add. One of, what I was looking at while you were talking was that the point of view of I don't have enough money oftentimes is paired with another quieter voice or a more hidden point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, and the only, so I don't have enough money and the only way I could have enough money is if I took a soul sucking job or right. I, I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can earn enough money is by doing something I hate. So these points of view, those are the secret ones mm-hmm. that we often have paired with this uh, false fact that we don't have enough money. I don't have enough money, false fact. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> enough money to pay all my bills on time and have a million dollars left over. Well, that may be a fact. <laughs> Not enough yeah. is totally relative, right? Um, yeah. I don't have enough money to currently live in the house that I would like to live in may be currently true. <laughs> it may not uh-huh. be true in the future. If anyway, so, but so this other point of view that it's paired with is usually the one you're actually functioning from. So it's oftentimes not even the one that you think you're functioning from, which is why in some instances, no matter how much coaching or writing or therapy you do, you kind of can't get around it because it's actually a totally different idea that you're using to create your life than you think you are. So if the one is the conclusion that you would have to do something you hate in order to make money, or you would have to uh, do exercise that you really hate to have the body that you'd like to have, or you'd have to eat food you really hate in order to have the body you'd like to have, and you would never choose that, right? Yeah. I'd have to do this, and I would never choose it you have already stuck yourself in a position where you can't choose out of it. And no wonder, because you've already decided that there's something that you hate even more than not having the body you'd like to have or not having the money that you would like to have. And so these are the things that if you address those points of view, then you actually can change. Or just by saying this changes and I'll do whatever it takes to change it, 
begins to give you different information. So real quickly, whenever, for instance, I did the little calendar thing and gave myself little stars and stuff like that whenever I did what I you know, requested of myself. Um, uh-huh. one, of, one of the things that happened there is I didn't actually care how much my body changed or in what ways it changed. All I cared was that I was going to do this new thing because it was different than what I had been choosing and see yeah. what happens. And that yeah. actually, when you become curious and just choose something new, right? Like I added yeah. something new in my life that I had never done before. I knew that I would get more information. And I did yeah. not know what that information would be. It could be that it made me fatter. It could be that it made me skinny. It could be that it made no change, but that I was happier because I was, you know, taking some kind of action. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I knew by making a new choice, any new choice, that I would begin to get new information. Sometimes that information is showing you exactly what that limited point of view is and what if that's actually a gift and giving you the ability to change it, not a barrier, which is often what we're told. Oh, that thing's coming up. That's a barrier. Fight it. (laughs) No, no, no. What if if it's just information? (laughs) Yes. I love that. That's so well put. And that's what occurred for me with the thing with money is, The two main things was, um, okay, I have to do something different than I'm doing. So one thing that I, an action, one of the first actions that I took was to take $200 and put it in my wallet and never spend it. And so the purpose for me was that was, okay, I had been telling myself in my head I don't have any money. So I'm going, to do, I'm going to take $200, I'm going to put it in my wallet, and I'm not going to spend it so I can show myself every time I look at it, I have money. It may not be all the money I'd really like to have. It may not be all the money I require. But I cannot tell myself I do not have money because literally I have $200 in my wallet. <laughs> I literally have money. <laughs> so it may seem like you know, simple, stupid. (laughs) Um, But for me, that was a totally different choice and a totally different action than I normally took um, because the money was like, you know, water flowing out before. (laughs) It didn't stay in my wallet very long because of bills or whatever it would be spent on. So just that one action of putting that couple hundred dollars in my purse or in my wallet, I couldn't tell myself I don't have money anymore because that wasn't true. It Um, also always made it so that you also, every time you didn't spend it, every single time you looked at it, went, oh, I do have money. I have at least $200. Yeah. And and you're standing in the checkout line for something and you don't use it. That is another choice you make every single time to have money and to not spend everything. So that's an interesting thing that it provides this additional choice all the time and shows you that you are making a choice because before it doesn't feel like a choice. No. Money goes out and it's no, I don't even have a choice for all it because that's just what happens. And then instead here you are, you have it 
and you go, wow, and that's not true. All the money doesn't just automatically go out. It is a choice to spend it or have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a totally, total revelation for me. That was a totally new reality for me. <laughs> like, cool. whoa. So the other piece of it was um, it was actually a lot more energetic and not like logical stuff. So one of the things that occurred is I had a huge amount of bills, usually more than I could pay each month. So I I had more and more debt accruing. But one of the aspects of that is I was never willing to totally know exactly where I was at financially. I didn't know exactly how much money I owed. I didn't know exactly how much my bills were to live on each month. And I didn't know exactly how much money I was spending and what I was spending it on. So I had no clarity about what was actually truly going on. And, and it was horrifying. Like I would, I would literally like open a bill and look at the minimum amount due and not look at anything else. You know, I was, and like the new date, maybe. <laughs> like, it was so bad. You know, I was so, so, I don't even know what it was, but I was super freaked out to know what was going on financially for myself. So one of the next big choices for me was to get clarity about how much money I actually owed, for example, and to tr- know to the penny how much money I owe and how much money my bills are. So the first time I did it, I literally was almost throwing up. My palms were sweating. My hands were shaking. I thought I would die. (laughs) I thought I could just drop dead on the spot. Isn't that weird? (laughs) But I'm like, this this is where I was at back then. This is what, what my reality was with money. I was not willing to know this. And so I made myself sit down, and I was like, okay, no matter what this feels like, no matter how much I want to vomit and run away and do not desire to do this, I made the choice to change this. So I'm going to do this even though it feels horrendous. <laughs> like it's yeah. so bad. I'm going to take this new action and do something different. So, and it had all those points of view of like I'm going to die, I can't do this, I can't know this you know, just crazy stuff, like all these points of view. But to me, they were so real and so true. Um, So I dove into it anyway. And I found out, you know, I didn't owe quite as much as I thought. And it was still a huge amount. (laughs) You know, it was like twice my annual income at the time. Um, So it was was a big thing to look at it. But Um, What I wanted to add with that, it wasn't just logical points of view that came up. It was all this crazy points of view and energies of how it felt to know um, truly where I was at financially. And what I realized, one of the underlying points of view was, is that I actually am more comfortable with not having money and not knowing about money than I am to have total clarity about it. Total clarity about money felt like I was going to die. It was like, wow, isn't that crazy point of view? Isn't that just wild? <laughs> That's the point of view I was functioning from. 
like we all have these insane points of view that it doesn't matter where they came from. It's like if you have the courage to actually admit to yourself whatever that crazy point of view is that you've been living from, that's where you get the freedom to make a new choice. So I I never knew that. I didn't realize that it was super comfortable for me to have no money and to not have any clarity about money. Like that was easy. That was, that was even joyful. (laughs) I was like, I could be happy living my life, not knowing this stuff. And to know it was like, Oh, the worst, most horrible thing I could ever do. And I'm like, well, damn, do I really want to live my life from that point of view of that? It's easier and I'm happier to, to not have money or am I willing to choose being totally uncomfortable if that means I can have money. Like if it takes me being uncomfortable to have money, okay, universe, <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> and then it came, you know. It was uncomfortable for a while, and then eventually it, you know, got comfortable. That thing that was yeah. so hor- horrible and awful and unimaginable and just made me want to die, you know, eventually I was like, oh, okay, now it's actually, this is easier. (laughs) Having money and having clarity with money is now easy. (laughs) Well, I think about, I, I think about different times when, for instance, I was in middle school and I remember the first time that someone walked up to my house and said that I lived in a mansion and Ah. that wasn't my point of view. (laughs) My point of view wasn't that we lived in a mansion. My point of view wasn't that we had more money than other people or that whatever I thought, whatever I thought that meant, right? People, I could tell in people's heads that when they thought that you had more money than them, that it meant something. I didn't exactly know what all the words were that went with it, but I knew that it came with, something that felt bad, right? So that's what I had as a middle schooler. Something feels bad about them saying this thing that I live in a mansion. I think the house was probably like 2,500 square feet, you know, like it, you know, it, it was, it was a nice house, but it wasn't (laughs) like, it wasn't like a Beverly Hills, you know, 10,000 to me, you know, going a 10,000 square foot house. Now that's a mansion, Um, And somebody else would look and go, a 10,000 square foot house, that's not a mansion. That's just big enough for my family of four. You know, it's all a point of view. But I knew whatever they meant when they said, oh, and they said it like that, oh, you live in a mansion, almost like, oh, now I'm not good enough for you. Oh, now I know that you have more than me. Whatever they meant by that. I didn't like it, and I didn't want to have that, whatever that meant. I, so I wanted, I wanted to have whatever, the, if I had it, then they would look at me and go, oh, good, we can be friends. That's what yeah. I knew about money as a middle schooler. And, um, and so the interesting thing is, is those imprintable moments, they don't leave until you make a different choice. So if my choice then became, no, I just want to have – what's average monetarily, um, and then in the future, I change that. I change that point of view, or I change what I want to have, but I don't change the point of view of I don't want to be rejected because I have too much money. Um, then yeah. I'll be 
stuck with two competing points of view. One is, I'm really ready to have more. And the other one is, I don't want anyone to reject me because I have more than they do. And those two points of view will never get along. So, (laughs) you know, that that secret point of view of, I don't want to have so much money that I get rejected or that people reject me. I have to at some point change that if I want to actually have the financial reality that I actually know is possible, which is one in which I get to be as generous as I want to be. And I get to, you know, I get to contribute to the earth and I get to contribute to other people having businesses that are thriving. And I get to invite people on trips regardless of whether they can pay for it or not, because I can, I can have that as a gift. Those are realities I would like to have with money, and those are not realities that I get to have if I stay with the point of view of I never want to have so much money that someone rejects me because of it. And I have to go, well, someone can choose to reject me or not. That's not really my business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's one of the interesting things um, with all of this is, like, for me, I found out that I've been living by all of these points of view that weren't really my point of view and weren't really what I'd like to be living from. Um, which I didn't know until I started exploring it and really being honest with myself about, okay, what, what is the point of view I'm living by here? What is this thing that I've been functioning from as though it's true and the only choice? You know, and so what if, I, just, I think before we wrap up the show here, I'd just like to invite all of you to explore the points of view that you have and don't make it wrong. Like what if you're not wrong for what you've had as a point of view up to now? What if you're not wrong for, you know, maybe the limiting things you've chosen or the things that you've chosen that don't really work for you? What if it's not wrong? What if it's not bad? And what if you could just have the kindness with yourself to choose again and, and go on the exploration of finding out what works for you? That's what I'd like to invite you to, you know, with playing with all this. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh um, do you have anything coming up, Stephanie, that you would like to share with anyone? Or uh... I have clarity nights that I've been doing, which part of what a clarity night is actually getting clear on what your point of view is, getting clear of what, about what you'd like to have, and, um, and doing exactly what we're talking about, clearing out those old, point of view, uh, those old points of view and opening the door for Um, energies and points of view or energies and awarenesses that actually will allow you to have what you'd like to have. And so those are every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time at the moment. Um, Do check (laughs) stephanierichardson.com to see if that's still relevant when you're listening or if I've changed the time and date. And then I have a foundation coming up uh, starting on Friday for anybody who's already taken a BARS class and um, wants to come on down to Atlanta or up to Atlanta. So starting Friday, uh, it's a four-day class. And you can also find that on stephanierichardson.com as well. What about you? Awesome. Uh, Nope, I do not have anything going on right now (laughs) to share with the audience. (laughs) There are things in the works. But uh, uh, for now, I would say thank you so much for listening and uh, 
joining us here today, and we'll look forward to playing with you next week. And as always, um, you can find us on Facebook at The Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong, and um, we'd love to hear your questions or comments or hear about you using any of these weird, wild, wacky tools and, and what happened for you with them. And uh, we'll look forward to playing with you next week at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on The Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.